let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm to front door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality potency and consistency scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality visit lazarusnaturals.com today lazarus naturals committed to improving your life as well as the world around you not available in idaho iowa or south dakota when you have health insurance it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs that can be a lot of money But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million dollars. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. KFI AM 640. You're listening to the John Cobell Podcast on the iHeartRadio app. We're on the radio from 1 until 4, then after 4 o'clock. It's the John Cobell Show on demand on the iHeart app as well. And uh, we're all ready to go. Steve Gregory has... uh, um, more stories than uh, I can count right well, now these, to talk about. These are all John Cobalt stories. These are yes. all stories that I've saved knowing that this was going to be of interest to you. I like have my own personal correspondent here. That's true. Just to feed my interests. Yes, in fact, and and there's a third story that you were not briefed on, but I no. will tip you off on here a little bit later. All right. But first, uh, one of the things I know near and dear to your heart was the fire under the 10 freeway. Yes. Back in November. I'm sure they caught the guy to bite out, no, right? Not even close. No. Apparently, he's still on the loose, even though they had a pretty good description and and, a very detailed description. But um, the state has now been paying for security guards to stand guard at those properties owned by uh, Ahmed Nawad, the guy that uh, owned or (laughs) subleased the properties from the state. Uh, If people don't recall, that massive storage, outdoor storage area down there under the 10 in downtown LA had caught fire on November 10th and it was eight acres worth of storage space all open air and Nawad allegedly was subleasing it out even further to other tenants against his lease and against the contract with the state so Governor Newsom I remember at a press conference telling us that 
they were filing a lawsuit against Nawad to evict him because they had been trying multiple times to evict him and it wasn't working out. So I guess he's due in court. We were told later in January, early February. So we're waiting for that. Meanwhile, they are paying these security guards to stand guard at all five of his leased properties. So, and they're all under the 10. And these guards have been tasked with look for anything suspicious and watch out for plumes of smoke. They think he was setting fires? No, they just don't want to make sure no one else starts starts fires. They, they don't think he started the fires per se, uh-huh. but they are accusing him of allowing the conditions, the pervasive conditions in these leased areas to create flammable and dangerous areas. So that's the biggest you know, that was the biggest accusation so against him. So are all those businesses still operating on the land he leased? <laughs> Presumably they are. And uh, they're all going to be evicted. And that's why they have security guards down there now. So no one can take stuff out of there. And the business owners, the people that had their food vendor carts or other vehicles and stuff in there now, they're kind of uh, beside themselves because they're saying we're losing tons of money here because we can't get our equipment. They can't take the equipment out. No. Yeah. And nobody can come under there to work anymore. No, it's my understanding that that thing is sealed off and they don't want him in there. There's no more business changing, no more money changing hands, no more, no more business going on in those open air areas. Well, but but the, the, the businesses that were subleasing, mm-hmm. uh, they're innocent, really. Well, they are. I, sure. I mean, why can't they take their equipment and, and because go, they don't go have to work a, somewhere else? They don't have an agreement with the state. They don't, the state doesn't know who's who and what it belongs to. Oh, right. That's an agreement between them and Nawad. Oh, okay. So yeah. the state doesn't really care. Yeah, that's like you and I going down there and saying, hey, that's our food. That's our hot dog cart over there. Give right. us our hot dog cart back. I don't see your name anywhere. Is there any way to resolve this? In court. And that's what they're waiting for. They're waiting to take the guy to court. Now, most of these were, were they illegal migrants or? Oh, and it, it was a, it was a uh, cross, cross stitch of everything. I mean, there was all kinds of different types of, there were laborers down there. I mean, totally legitimate businesses, food trucks, people just looking for outdoor space to store stuff. Um, wow, this is truly almost literally the underground economy. Yeah. I and mean, you think about it. <laughs> and under the had, freeway economy. He had dozens of other sub lessees. Dozens? Yeah. That were between all the properties he was leasing from the state. And these were all down the 10 freeway? Yeah, all in the various spots. He had at least five open air uh, areas that he was leasing himself through his yeah. two companies, his two development companies. So, so for all these years, the state would send inspectors. The inspectors would see what's going on. They never had a problem with any of it. I don't know that the inspectors knew about the subleasing. All they were, all they cared about was how the stuff was being stored. Mm-hmm. As far as the inspectors, so they didn't know concerned. who owned the lease. No, could have been everybody. Well, well, no, they didn't. They didn't know about the subleasing. They knew that Ahmad yeah. Nawad was the, the name on, or at least his companies right, right. were the name on but the But, I mean, lease. if they noticed these food trucks or these various other storage businesses, <laughs> that, they, they could have assumed it was all Nawad. Yeah, exactly. So wow. That's what I mean. So the, the agreement is between Nawad and the state. Not not all these subleases are lessees. Do you think they're going, looking for the uh, alleged arsonist? Or do you think there's an active investigation and they're pulling out all the stops to get this guy. I mean, he almost brought down an interstate freeway. You know, you've known me a long time. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not. No, you're not. I'm not. I deal on facts and I deal with what's in front of me, but I can't help but think that 
Now, CAL FIRE is, an, is a great organization, as is LA City Fire. All those groups, those firefighters and inspectors are great people. That said, I can't help but think of the political influence that this particular case has. You could tell right out of the shoot, if you go back to Karen Bass and the governor, both immediately sort of telling us not to jump to conclusions about this being a homeless person that started the fire. They were all they were already telling us and conditioning and grooming us not to say it was a homeless person that started That's the fire. That's what I'm getting at here, because immediately Newsom came out and turned Nawad into public enemy number one because he was violating his lease by subletting out the space. And obviously there was a lot of dangerous materials building up there, but that's for the inspectors to take care of. And they didn't from various reports. But everything was about playing a misdirection game mm -hmm. where you weren't focusing on, hey, it's a homeless guy who almost brought down the freeway. A homeless guy brought down the freeway, and we don't want to talk about it. Hey, look at that bad guy over here. Look at these subleases. Look at this taco truck or whatever the hell they had parked under there. And, and, and then... Everything, you know, they, they came up with this uh, ridiculous, oh, my God, you know, this could be months. Then it turns out to be a matter of days. Again, further diluting the story, further distracting everybody. And at the end of it, we're still missing the homeless guy who supposedly started the fire. What's interesting is that my colleagues and I, when we're, we would go to these press conferences downtown and we would observe these things and just watch how it was all being crafted and put together uh, we were all pretty much manipulated from the beginning. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it's very, very clear. And I'm not even, again, I'm not being conspiratorial about this. I can tell. And there's a lot that the people don't know that I overheard that's down there. And you can listen and watch and you observe. And you, I've been doing this long enough to know they're very careful who they place where, who's got to stand next to whom. Where's, you know, it's all calculated mm -hmm. and it has to look a certain way and come off a certain way. Who gets, who gets to go first? Who gets to go second? Uh, you know, and well, that's why I wanted to keep talking about this because yeah. these stories then die um, because there's no new information to feed the story, right? You're not going to broadcast right. another piece of the story if you don't have any, any details. But there's still an arsonist out there and they have a pretty decent photo of him. And well, not even the photo, but a very, very uh, uh, detailed description, including yeah. an injury to his leg right. and, and a backpack and the colors of the. I mean, and here's the thing anyone down there on Skid Row in that whole area down there, they know there's a cash reward for that guy. So I'm telling you, the tip line exploded down there. Mm -hmm. I just wonder why no one has been caught. And do you think that after a while it'll just sort of Yeah, I think it already fade has. Away. I think it already has faded away. Yeah, because the last That's thing... why when I heard about your security story you told me about, I thought, well, I want to get into that because of the story itself that they're yeah. suddenly uh, defending the perimeter there. But also to once again point out is they never caught the arsonist that they have a clear photo of. Because the next time officials are going to talk about this, because they haven't talked about it at all, the next time they're going to talk about it is when the guy is in court. Right. And then that, again, that'll be the villain. He'll be the bad guy. Yeah. And then that's, you know, and then and, and then our questions will be coming up again. Well, did you ever find the arsonist? Well, no, but this guy is the one. Well, no one didn't start the fire. He was just uh, trying to make extra money subleasing. And if you really want to go back further, if the state had taken action when he was first yeah. dinged for all the violations, perhaps it wouldn't have gotten this bad. Exactly.
the inspectors were doing their job, they would have cited him for all the excess. Because uh, now, I mean, where were the guards before? Why weren't right? Why, weren't, why wasn't the state that worried about it before? I, I, I don't know. Like again, I just can't help but feel that this was m manipulation at its finest. All right, we come back. Part two is uh, we're going to talk about an LAPD officer whose leg was broken by a homeless guy on a metro. Another reason to take the metro. Uh, John uh, Cobalt Show. You're listening to John Cobalt on demand from KFI AM 640. We have Steve Gregory on, and uh, we just went through the new security guards that are guarding the uh, uh, Interstate 10 underpasses uh, where that uh, fire occurred two months ago. Yeah. And uh, they're trying to keep the landlord out and uh, make sure nobody takes away any of the equipment that's stored under there. And to keep an eye on plumes of smoke. Right. Plumes of smoke. Still haven't gotten the uh, the arsonist, though. That's, yeah. that's eluded them. And in, a, in about a minute, we're going to talk about the uh, the deal that the president of Mexico is willing to make in order <laughs> to do his... Uh, Fair share in uh, stopping the border rush. Yeah, but uh, one one uh, short story here. LAPD, uh, one of their officers broke his leg at the Metro station in yeah. North Hollywood. What happened? Yeah, so this happened last Thursday night at the end of the route on this particular train. Uh, officers go through and do this cursory search, and they go through and clear everybody out. And they come on this, this come upon this homeless guy, and they say, "Hey, you got to get out of here. This is the end of the line." So I guess the homeless guy gets out. Well, officers are going down another area, opposite end. They look back and they see the homeless guy coming back through the turnstile and going back on the train car. Because that was one of the biggest problems for a long time is at the end of the line, these homeless people, they, they camp out in these cars overnight and they weren't being checked. So there was a more aggressive approach by Sheriff's Department, Long Beach PD and LAPD, the three basically the three security agencies for, for Metro to go stu uh, do these nightly checks at the end of the route. Well, when officers approached this guy, he wasn't having it. He's like, no. And they got into this exchange. One thing led to another. They wanted to take him into custody. He didn't want to go. So they got into sort of a hand-to-hand -hand situation and the group went down. And when they did, the guy fell on the LAPD officer's leg and hyperextended it. Uh oh, yeah, totally that, popped it backwards. Oh, oh, that hurts. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, a, we have a bo broken bone here because it was originally yeah. reported as a broken leg. Yeah, yeah, broke his bone too. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it broke the bone. I was just told it had hyperextended. Yeah, yeah. That's, so presumably, uh, it, 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 if nothing else, the joint's in bad shape. Yeah. Um, well, but um, they they said you know that this obviously the guy's in extremely uh, excruciating pain. Not sure how long he's going to be out, if he's going to be able to go back to full duty. But you recall it was, what, last summer? I think it was toward the end of last summer when another LAPD officer was attacked on a Metro train when yeah. his finger got bitten off. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, so, so it's been kind of a bad time for Don't LAPD. they have a, I mean, uh, why did it end up being a fight? They didn't have a... a because the guy didn't want to go. I mean, the, and what they do is, you know, here's the thing. The homeless training that they get, the mental, uh, the mentally uh, challenged training that officers get through the LAPD, they go through, I think now, I think it's up to 40 hours of training each officer 
And uh, it's about de-escalating the situation. That's what mm -hmm. they want to do first and foremost, de-escalate, get them to leave. But at some point, if they're not leaving and they're not leaving and they're not leaving. Yeah, you can't spend all night there. You got you to gotta get them off the train because they got to clean the train. That was the whole idea about doing the check because they got to go through and mm -hmm. basically. Oh, clean up all the poop in the urine that, that the homeless guy left behind. They got to yeah. basically hose down the train. Oh, so, um, disgusting. But they were trying to get the guy off of there and he was you know, refusing lawful commands and he wasn't paying attention. And he got it. And he decided he wanted to get into a fight instead. All right, Mexican president. So, you know, a lot has been made about this sort of seeking asylum, and you know that the international law with seeking asylum is that you, you're supposed to go to the nearest country of your home country to seek asylum. And this has been a big problem for the last few years is that uh, migrants who come from Central and South America are going through Mexico up to the United States, but per international guidelines, they're supposed to stop in Mexico and seek asylum. And Mexico right. is supposed to stop them. And, but Mexico has basically been allowing free passage through the country. And finally, you know, the Biden administration is like, you're going to have to do something here. We, we can't keep accommodating all this. So on Friday, President Lopez Obrador called on the U.S. to approve a plan. Now, he's willing to do this. He's willing to stifle the migration in Mexico as long as the United States now would spend $20 billion to Latin American and Caribbean countries, give them $20 billion, suspend the U.S. blockade of Cuba, remove all sanctions, uh, sanctions against Venezuela, and grant at least 10 million Hispanics living in the U.S. the right to remain and work legally. Boy, he's, he's, this is extortion. Is what it is. Cuba and Venezuela are communist countries. There's a reason there's sanctions and blockades around them. So if we they're want, not friends, and their friends aren't our friends. So if we want cooperation with Mexico, ten million, ten million, basically getting amnesty. Yeah, and twenty billion in cash to Latin and, American, Caribbean oh, countries. And where, where's you know how much money the U.S. government has given a lot of these countries? It all goes to the leaders, and the leaders run off with it. It never gets to the people. This is a ransom note that he wrote. <laughs> Good Lord, that's a I, lot of nerve. I thought you'd like that. Uh, thanks. <laughs> what a cheat. Yeah, but, but the Biden administration, they're stupid enough to meet his terms. Well, I, I just was made aware of this a little while ago, so I'm taking a look at it and All right. see what we can come well, up with. Well, if you get any more. Oh, you, you got it. Thanks, John. When we come back, um, this Alaska Air story over the weekend. Uh, hold on. Right. Okay. We'll get to the Alaska story uh, in about 20 minutes. But uh, there were a slew of uh, Jewish-run businesses that were uh, vandalized in the valley. And we're going to have the owners of one of those businesses, a trophy business, coming up next. And then we're going to get into the crazy Alaska story. It's the John Cobalt Show. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation more advice. See a plan for complete terms.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. You're listening to John Cobalt on demand from KFI AM 640. Coming up uh, in just a few minutes, this Alaska air story is wild. That uh, that uh, chunk of the plane wall that went that just blew off. There's a flight going from Portland to Ontario, and uh, just a few minutes into the flight, they're about sixteen thousand feet. You heard the story, right? Piece of the wall. Uh, goes flying out, and uh, some kid lost his shirt. Like, his shirt got sucked off his body. A couple of cell phones got sucked out of there. We'll uh, we'll get into uh, what exactly happened, because the story changed, of course, from the early reports. Uh, now we're going to be talking, we're going to talk with Mark Lawrence here. Mark Lawrence um, runs a trophy business in Woodland Hills, He's Jewish, and a number of Jewish-owned businesses in Woodland Hills were vandalized. Um, it's This is on Victory Boulevard in the uh, 2900 block, Saturday morning. Uh, let's let's talk to Mark and, and see what happened. Mark, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm fine. So this is Saturday morning. Did you, how'd you find out about what happened to your business? Uh, I got a call about 7 a.m. Uh, from a neighbor that my window had been broken. I rushed down to the store and um, opened up and found, uh, obviously, the window's broken and everything on the front uh, displays are, you know, strewn about. And there's a rock in the middle of the uh, the middle of the showroom that says uh, pay up. Pay up? Pay up. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, was anything stolen? Nothing was stolen. Uh, at first, I thought that, you know, somebody thought I owed him money. You know, I don't know who I'm supposed to pay up. 
And then uh, I come to find, uh, you know, I look around the rest of the complex. There's about eight stores in the complex. And um, the, there's another store with a broken window. And it's a, an Israeli company that has just moved in recently. Uh, it's called Alum LA. They, they sell architectural aluminum products. And their window was broken as well. And um, so they're the only, they're, I'm the Jewish uh, tenant in the, in the building, and they're a Jewish tenant in the building. Everybody else is not, uh, is, is not Jewish. How would they, both, we, how, how they both, know you're Jewish but just by looking at the store? We, we both have menorahs on the doors. Oh, I see. Um, is, was there any other business? A menorah is a, uh, is a, uh, a, a, a small decorative piece you put on your, on your door. Uh, for me, I'm Mizuzi, not really just for me. Uh, Mizuzi, I'm sorry, right, Mizuzi, yeah. I'm a little crazy. That's a, <laughs> a Mizuzi on the door. It's just a, uh, you know, a, a piece that goes on the Yeah, on the yeah, door yeah, I've that, seen them. Uh, uh, New story uh, says there's another business, a dance studio. Uh, a dance studio. They're around the corner. I don't know if they're Jewish. Uh, there's a, a Jewish bakery next block down. Uh, they're, they're, they have a menorah on their door. All, all their windows were broken. We only had two windows. Broke. We each had one window each broken, but the, the, the bakery down the street had like three or four windows broken. Have, have you ever encountered this kind of sentiment before? No. As a matter of fact, you know, I've had that on the, on the door for years, and nobody ever makes a, a comment about it. Lately, there's been more comments, people asking, you know, are you Jewish? And, you know, uh, just in the last, maybe in the last, you know, four or five months. Uh, do they mean that in a menacing way or a sympathetic no, way? No, uh, no, no. I, I did. We did have one guy came in like about uh, maybe about a month ago and, and just, you know, asked my wife, are you guys Jewish? And she, she said yes. And the guy turned around and walked out. I don't know whether that what that meant or anything, but uh uh, I mean, and then, and then yesterday, yesterday. So that that was on Saturday. Yesterday, uh, four more businesses were hit. Um, a, a, there's a, a, a Jewish style deli across the street called Weilers. They they had their window broken. This is all in Woodland Hills. Uh, this is all in Woodland Hills yeah, along Victory all, Boulevard. This, yeah, this is all within two blocks. Uh, there's a place called Flukies, which is a it's kind of like a hot dog uh, hamburger place uh their windows were broken they're jewish as well and um uh the uh then there's a, a flooring place and a, another small restaurant and, and i don't know whether or not they're jewish or not you know yeah so are the police oh, on yeah. this the police are on it they've been out several times uh the, i have really good video of the guy he didn't even bother covering his face up uh, you just see him wind up and throw the throw the rock, and uh, each of the each of the places, uh, all the all the rocks all say the same thing. They say uh, pay up or glory. So some of the rocks say glory, some of the rocks say pay up. Pay up. Pay or glory. Up. Who knows what that means? Yeah. yeah. Who knows? <laughs> so uh, so I mean, has this made uh, you and the other shop owners nervous? Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, I, I I have. Fairly confident they'll catch the guy because he's done it three days in a row. Uh, so that so that was Saturday. Sunday, he broke the windows of uh, a tire store, a paint store, a couple other stores on Topanga. All Jewish or oh, oh, it's, uh, unknown? 
Uh, he, he broke the window in an in and out burger, so I don't think they're Jewish. No. So, no, uh, no, but, no, uh, no, but those uh, so, yeah. Christian uh, uh, Bible phrases on their cups, no. Yeah, not on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah not on the bottom of the cups. But uh, in the in the beginning, we were we you know we were certain since there were like you know four businesses and four were Jewish, we were certain it was Jewish. Now at this point, maybe he's widening his uh, right. his horizons. He's and throwing he, rocks at know, everybody. Breaking more windows. Yeah. All right, Mark. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. I uh, okay. hope my, they my pleasure. hope they get this guy. Uh, right. They will. They well, will. For three days, well, in a, three days in a row. He'll probably do it again tonight, and they'll, they'll probably catch him. What's the name of your trophy shop? It's uh, Trophy Man. Trophy Man. Okay. In Woodland yeah, Hills on I'm Victory on, Boulevard. Online. Trophy Man. Trophyman.com. All right. Very good. Thank you right. for coming on. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. It's Mark Lawrence. Now, also, uh, anti-Israel protesters, they vandalized the, um, the uh, Veterans Cemetery on Wilshire Boulevard. Um. That, that huge one that you can see from the 405 freeway, uh, they've got uh, soldiers there from World War One, World War Two, Korea, Vietnam, and, and all the other wars. And there was uh, vandalism in that cemetery as well. Um, so this is, in fact, I'm looking at a photo. Uh, it says, Rigaza, Free Gaza, Intifada which was that uh, Palestinian revolt some years ago at the Los Angeles National Cemetery. Um, uh, Israel said that they're going to a new phase of the war, that they're, they're, they're winding down or, or moving, their, uh, moving to another part of Gaza because they think they have effectively dismantled uh, the uh, Hamas military operation on the northern end of Gaza. That they, I guess they've run out of things to uh, to bomb there. So we'll see what happens. All right, we come back. I want to get into this uh, this airline story, Alaska Air, where uh, a, a piece of the wall blew out, and you may wonder how. We're going to explain it. It it blew out, and uh, it started sucking things inside the aircraft. Uh, all the oxygen masks dropped. Uh, and it's kind of a I mean, scary story, but really fascinating. Uh, they weren't that high in the air. The plane had only been flying a little bit. So there was a lot of luck there. But when you hear, when you hear the history of this plane and what Alaska Air knew about the plane and what they decided to do anyway, you're going to be floored, absolutely stunned. The, today's chapter of the story was more stunning than the original incident. You're listening to John Cobalt on demand from KFI AM 640. On the radio till 4 o'clock and then after 4 o'clock, John Cobalt show on demand on the iHeart uh, radio app as well. Moist line for Friday. Call 877-MOIST-86. 877-MOIST-86. That's 877-MOIST-86. 667-7886-664-7886. And then if you want to go to Instagram at John Cobalt Radio, you could see uh, the recording of uh, Steve and I earlier in the hour. Steve uh, talking about uh, a couple of stories. Uh, One was the uh, security guards they have under the 10 freeway now at the spot where the uh, fire was set. 
that nearly burned it down the freeway and caused it to collapse. Uh, some interesting stuff. And uh, you can go see that on, on Instagram. All right. The Alaska Airlines flight. All right. Listen to this. So people are lifting off. And obviously a lot of Californians because the plane was going from Portland to Ontario in the Inland Empire. And then a few minutes into the flight, they're only at about 16,000 feet. There's a big boom and a big whoosh. And all the, uh, all the oxygen masks drop. And it turns out a four-foot panel from the side wall of the plane just blew out. And you could see the sky. And you could see the lights down below. And they were headed away from Portland over the ocean. The pilot is frantically radioing the Portland airport saying, we're going to come back. We've got an emergency. One boy, now the, 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 the seat right next to the big gash in, in the uh, fuselage was empty. Otherwise, maybe that person would have gotten sucked out. But everybody had their seatbelts on. So nobody got blown through the hole, although one teenager had his shirt sucked off his body. Apparently, his upper body was all red, I guess, from the uh, because it, the shirt was ripped off so ferociously by the depressurization. And, and that they are they're They don't know for sure exactly what happened. They think it had to do with where the hole was could be an emergency exit on this plane they they built a doorway for an emergency exit however the way alaska air decided to configure the seats they didn't want or need an emergency door there so they had it plugged up and this is a four-foot plug and somebody screwed something up because it was the plug that blew out of the fuselage. And they found it in somebody's backyard in Portland. A teacher, a teacher named Bob, found the door, the plug. They said everybody in the plane was really quiet. There wasn't any screaming because they were all sucking on oxygen, so they couldn't speak. This is the part that's crazy. Is that this plane just got certified in November. It just had been made out of, the, out, of, out of Boeing, out of their factory. It had flown less than 150 times. Don't know the exact number. But it, it three times the pressure light had gone on in the cockpit which means there was a pressurization problem somewhere. But they didn't know if it was the light malfunctioning or something else. So they didn't fix it. They just made a note of it. After it happened a few times, they decided, all right, we'll restrict the plane. They can't fly over water on an international flight because they wanted to make sure that if an emergency resulted, the plane would be able to land. So they wanted the plane to only fly over land where there were airports that they could do an emergency landing. And I'm thinking, if you think there's something so wrong with your plane that you don't want to fly over water, 
Well, why would you fly over land? Because a pressurization situation could do exactly what happened. And then people get sucked out over land. That's not any better than being sucked out over water. What kind of a nutty policy is that? Who made that decision? Pressure light goes off several times. Either fix the light or do an investigation and see what happens. Now, let's uh, play cut number two here. And this is eyewitness footage from inside the plane. You'll get an idea what people were going through. Hey, John, you know that the breaking news is that United Airlines says inspectors have found loose bolts on a bunch of these planes. Oh, I hadn't heard that. No. Yes. Yes. Just came through. Great. <laughs> yes. So they needed additional tightening. Is it, This is the 737 MAX 9 jets. Are these the same jets that were falling out of the sky a few years ago? That was not. That was the 737 was, MAX, but not 9. Not 9. Those were the MAX 8? Or seven? I can't uh, they, remember now. They, I'm going to have to Google that. They were, but it wasn't nine. Oh, okay, yeah. Max 9 is a bigger version of the Max 8 that was falling out of the sky a few years ago. Remember, there's two oh, planes yeah, overseas. 346 people died. That's the Max 8. The larger version is the Max 9. But these are the next generation planes that Boeing made. And all the airlines buy these. I... I'm just, so there's something in the manufacturing process, obviously. Some, I, I, I mean, so now they're going to, they're, they're grounding hundreds of planes. They're canceling hundreds of flights. I just. It's an installation problem. That's what it, United is saying. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Yeah, you think? <laughs> wow. Well, but it's not. Well, but it's these... not a manufacturing, right? It, it's it's the way that they're put in. Right. All right. So the the part is manufactured properly. Right. Just it, wasn't installed right. Exactly. So it's a manufacturing problem. Well, no, it, it's a human <laughs> manufacturing problem. Manufacturing the airplane. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean. It's two components of the same process. Yeah. All right. We got it. We got to take a break. We come back. Oh, we're gonna have Don Wagner on. When we left you on Friday. We had this story out of Orange County. Local state senator had written a piece saying that the Orange County Animal Shelter is a complete disaster. A lot of animals are suffering. Give you a rundown of what she said. And after we were done talking with her, it's like, well, the Orange County supervisors are the ones in charge of the Animal Shelter Agency. So how could this be going on? And it looks like it's been going on for quite some time. And why hasn't anybody else talked about this? So we're going to talk to Don Wagner. He's one of the Orange County supervisors who, as I understand, they have the ultimate oversight over this agency that is running a shelter that 
is being described as really like a concentration camp for, for, for the pets. Deborah Mark has the news live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John Cobalt Show podcast. You can always hear the show live on KFI AM 640 from 1 to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.